Jeremy Renner returns to Paramount Plus for a brand new season of the original hit series, Mayor of Kingstown. My job is to create a balance, avoid a war. From executive producer Taylor Sheridan, co-creator of Yellowstone. There's some new players in town, and they brought the flag. And Antoine Fuqua, director of Training Day. I know it's always been a war zone, Mike, but this is next level. The mayor is back in business. Are you warning me? You're going to find out. Mayor of Kingstown. New season streaming June 2nd, exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. This episode of All I Want for Christmas is This Podcast is brought to you by the TV Guide Podcast Network and Golden Age, an awards season's podcast. Join TV Guide Editor-in-Chief Christopher Rosen every Friday as he tracks the ups and downs of awards season in the time of streaming platforms. Will Netflix win its first Best Picture? How can Disney Plus and Apple TV Plus shape the future of the future? What do you need to know between now and the 2020 Oscars? Subscribe to Golden Age wherever you stream your podcasts for the answers. Season's greetings and welcome to TV Guide's All I Want for Christmas is This Podcast. I'm your host, Julia Lechner, and I'm rocking around the Christmas tree and into your podcast feed every Tuesday and Thursday this holiday season to break down the must-watch seasonal films you need to see this year. A little later in the show, we will hear from actress Tatiana Ali about her new Lifetime film, Christmas Hotel. But first, I am joined by TV Guide Associate Editor Keisha Hatchett. She is here to chat Last Christmas with me, which hit theaters on Friday, November 8th. Welcome to the show, Keisha. Hi, thanks for having me. Thank you so much for joining us. So Last Christmas, was this your first Christmas of the season, a Christmas movie, or have you been watching a lot of these? No, this actually broke the ice, so to speak, for Christmas season for me. Um, and what a way to start, right? Absolutely. So, guys, I'm just going to open this episode up. You may have seen some things on social media. There's spoilers in this movie, and you will probably enjoy it more if you watch the movie and then stream this podcast. That's right. I might be turning you away. So go watch Last Christmas before listening because we will be spoiling some elements later on in the movie that you might want to go in not knowing when you go to theaters. Um, So just to give a little summary of Last Christmas, a young woman named Kate, played by Game of Thrones' Amelia Clark, has been continuously unlucky, leading a life that is on the verge of falling apart. When she accepts a job dressing as an elf at a year-round Christmas store owned by Santa, she randomly meets Tom, played by Henry Golding from Crazy Rich Asians, and her life takes an unexpected turn. He sees through Kate's misfortunes and personal failings, offering unsolicited life lessons. Tom shows up whenever she needs him, eventually helping Kate break her bad habits and get her life back on track. Keisha, you actually chose this movie to chat with me about today. So what appealed to you? Are, are you a Love Actually fan, perchance? Oh, yes. I am die hard, ride or die, Love Actually all day, every day. It's my must watch every year. Um, and so I felt that vibe with this movie. But also, I just really love Henry Golding and Amelia Clark. So uh, it was just all an all around win for me. Absolutely. When I first heard this movie was happening, I too was very excited. I am a Love Actually fan. As fans know, it's not my number one holiday movie. That goes to Muppet Christmas Carol. But I love Love Actually. I love Emma Thompson. The two leads. You know, when you hear of a casting in these movies, I I say it time and time again. They're just two good-looking, bright-eyed people. And when I heard the casting, I thought, I would love to watch these two people fall in love on the big screen. They're just, you know, beautiful people to look at. Um, yes, this is aesthetically pleasing. Absolutely. And I have a huge crush on Henry Golding, thanks to Crazy Rich Asians and just life. Um, and Amelia Clark as well is so darn charming in this movie. Um, 
So I guess just to get into it, uh, you know, Kate is kind of established as a messy character who's running around the city dressed as a Christmas elf, clunking around in her boots and pulling luggage with her because she doesn't always have a place to stay every night. Um, and, you know, they present her in this way that makes her seem a little messy and rough, but it was a little hard to buy for me just because Amelia Clark is so cute. Yeah, okay, see, I had a hard time believing it because, like, she was so, even though she her life was a mess, she was too put together for me. <laughs> like, she's too, you were too pretty to be couch surfing, like, with this perfect eyeliner and those eyebrows that are just perfectly plucked, girl. I what have struggle. to agree. Yeah, she had the look of, you know, she they would kind of give her, like, the mascara or eyeliner had run down under her eyes a little, but it was a vibe. Like, it looked good like that. <laughs> <laughs> it did not look like she was couch surfing. Um, but granted, that was something I thought in the movie was, you know, she's kind of just meeting people in bars and finding a place to stay for the night. And like, who wouldn't hit on Amelia Clark? She is a 10, <laughs> even when she's been <laughs> sleeping wherever, dressed as an elf. Um, so it was a little hard to buy that she'd been that down on her luck because she's just, you know, really pretty and charming, even when she's going through difficult times. And being the worst roommate ever, she killed a guy's fish with a blow dryer. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've had a couple exploding blow dryers, but I haven't taken anyone out with them. Um, yeah, that was difficult to, to watch. So they kind of just established a lot of the, the beginning of the movie is this girl's a mess. And at some point, we kind of learned she's had some personal life challenges that may have led to that. But we really don't get any info early in about what she's gone through. Um, though I do feel like the trailer gave us a good amount of information for this movie. I think it gave the whole movie. I literally saw the whole movie in this trailer. Including the ending? You saw it coming? Of course. And also just knowing what a, you know what Christmas movies are. And you could pick up the signs. Like I think it was very clear what, where this was headed. Yeah, we knew there was going to be a surprise in the movie. Granted, I've had a few friends guess maybe a different character. You know, they thought Amelia Clark might end up having some sort of twist, but it's really more so on uh, Henry Golding's character. Um, and also this movie is great in addition to just loving, you know, cute rom-com leads, British accents. We also get a George Michael soundtrack, um, which is what the film is based on. Are you a George Michael fan, Keisha? Okay, my George... <laughs> I love when it starts like that. Speak your truth. People on Twitter, hear her out before you tweet at us. <laughs> this is my truth. My George Michael uh, knowledge is limited, so I know his singles. So I knew about half the movies in this song... Movies? Half the songs in this movie, but I was charmed by it. I really enjoyed the soundtrack. And uh, now I'm unofficially a real George Michael fan. <laughs> you know, I think I'm in the same boat. I will admit on the outset, last Christmas, uh, the Wham! song is, is not a top uh, Christmas carol for me. Um, I don't dislike it, but I didn't. I don't love it. Um, and George Michael in general, I knew a few of his songs, um, you know, the big hits like Faith that I think people talk about a lot. But there were a few songs in here that I had not heard before. And it made me want to go stream the soundtrack the next day and listen to some more George Michael music. So it, it really sold me on his music as well. Yeah. Can I can I make a confession? Okay, so I didn't realize that Last Christmas was based on the George Michael song, like, until I actually heard it in the movie. <laughs> like, I just feel, 
like I knew it was based on a song, but I didn't really put it together that it was George Michael. So like when I heard him singing in the movie, then I was like, oh, that's what they mean by this title. Yeah. And uh, granted, I mean, I didn't deep dive on it too much, but they I mean, they take the lyrics literally from the song to write this movie because I think it's a it's a breakup song. But they really take the lyrics of Last Christmas, You Gave Me Your Heart literally in the movie which we'll get to a little later in the episode but um they just verbatim took that and that is how they fleshed out the plot of the film um which was emma thompson's one of the co-writers on the movie who i love and love actually i'm gonna make a strong statement keisha and i want to hear if you agree or disagree (laughs) i think emma thompson is a treasure she is a gift to us all she is an enormously talented woman in many different fields she plays a character in this movie as um, Kate, Amelia Clark's mother, and they have left um, what is former Yugoslavia to come to Great Britain, and Emma Thompson plays that character. And I don't think I like her in this role. Um, it kind of felt it was like too much of a character to me, and I think I would have just preferred to have an actress who has that background play the role. Um, and maybe it's just because I've seen Emma Thompson in so many things. It's not like the accent was super bad or grating on my ears or what have you, but I just didn't, I don't think I bought her in this part. What do you think oh, about girl, that? Same. <laughs> same. <laughs> I just did not buy this. I'm sitting here thinking, why is this woman putting on this accent? Like you really straight up could have just been British. But like, I mean, I get it, the whole Brexit storyline, which I also thought was like, kind of confusing for this movie specifically just because there was already so much happening like there were like five different movies in this one holiday film so when she had the accent I just kept thinking this is Emma Thompson doing an accent why is this happening I felt the same way I was worried it might border on like a caricature or something it just seemed it, it she seemed miscast I know she wanted to put herself in the movie um yeah the Brexit insertion it's in there a little bit. Um, I don't know that it was needed for the movie. I think sometimes you can just focus on one to two storylines. Granted, Love actually has many storylines, and it also does include a, a tragic storyline where they kind of like open and end with September 11th being a part of the movie. So Brexit was also inserted in here and kind of this like xenophobic, like people being discriminated against on a bus, but it was just like briefly inserted in the movie. And I don't know that it needed to happen unless it became a bigger part of this film. I think it could have been dropped altogether. Yeah, it wasn't as woven or uh, central to the story. So I did feel like they kind of just kind of shoved it in there. And so it was uh, jarring to go from this beautiful blossoming romance and then all of a sudden Emma Thompson is, you know, scared of xenophobia. And I don't know, it just felt like too much for this lovely holiday film. I agree with you. And speaking of that, I want to talk more about that blossoming blossoming romance. We're going to take a quick break and we will be right back after this. On May 23rd... I want to go back to normal. What's normal? The Paramount Plus original series, Evil Returns. We've already hunted werewolves and demons. And now what? A baby antichrist? Okie dokie. Prepare yourself. You will not beat us. For the end. I have visions of hell. Make it stop. Make it shut up. You're not gonna survive this. Evil, the final season. Streaming May 23rd. Only on Paramount Plus. 
And we are back. We are talking last Christmas. And I want to get into a bit into the romance of the movie. So this movie is billed as a rom-com. I think if we did cut out those storylines with Emma Thompson or uh, abbreviated a little bit, I wanted to see more more rom-com in this movie. I think I needed a little more time of believing the two leads were really falling for each other. Um, What do you think, Keisha? Did you get enough time up top to believe that Tom was this charming dude that she's falling for? I mean, you get that right off the bat, but I could definitely use a lot more of it. Like, it was off to a great start with the, the, you know, the bird pooping in her eye. What a cute... (laughs) Off to a great start. (laughs) (laughs) It's true love if he can look at you and poop in your eye and just adore you. It's true. Um, Yeah, so I really appreciated that. But then, you know, we just didn't get... I needed more of that. We got those moments in between but they were so few and so far that I just was just left wanting more yeah I mean ultimately more so than rom-com I really see this as a a a journey for Amelia Clark's character Kate of just like getting her life together and granted she'd been through a tragedy which we can share I guess now (laughs) you have all had a chance to watch last Christmas before this point in the episode so Amelia Clark's character had been through a heart transplant previously and was having a lot of um, issues adjusting after the surgery and has kind of fallen into this rut of drinking too much Um, she does not love her day job at this Christmas store so when uh, cute Henry Golding goes by on his bike she starts hanging out with him and kind of looking for him constantly because he doesn't have a phone or his phone is hidden so she's I feel like there's a lot more longing in this movie of her looking out windows and waiting to hang out with him again where you know if we didn't know what the twist was ultimately I'd be like girl he might not be into you You know he's kind of just like coming coming once a week or whenever he feels like hanging out but I didn't really feel that momentum of this blossoming relationship that I really wanted Yeah. And, you know, I think that ultimately they have amazing chemistry that would have been better served by more scenes together. Why would you deny us more Henry Golding? 100%. (laughs) (laughs) The biggest thing was I love what this movie was billed as. And I just wanted to see more of them falling in love. And sure, maybe doing some Christmassy tropes. Like they do briefly ice skate together, which is cute. And I just want more of that ice skating scene of them going out and exploring the city and, and, you know, falling, falling in love and living vicariously through this relationship. But really it's just her getting little tastes of time with him. And then in between slowly starting to get her life back on track and volunteering at a homeless shelter and, and, you know, making up with her family. But I just really wanted more relationship time out of this movie. Yeah, this is definitely one where you go in thinking you're just going to get this happy, funny love story, not realizing it's not actually a romantic comedy. It's more like a dramedy or a romantic drama with some comedy thrown in. It's true. So I think, yeah, you just have to be aware of that beforehand. Uh, But I mean, yeah, it was funny and cute. But not the the happy-go-lucky comedy I was expecting. Yeah, I definitely think based on the initial, you know, news about the movie, the trailer, and then watching it, it was three different things. It was not what I was expecting going in at all, including a twist that a lot of people have talked about online. If you've seen it, you've maybe Googled it. It seems to be the big breakout thing that people are talking about, which is... Keisha, I mean, if you'd like to tell us about it, you guessed you guessed it from the trailer, which I'll admit I did not guess. <laughs> this is the best thing ever. Okay, so <laughs> last Christmas, as the song goes, 
Um, Amelia Clark's character went through a tragedy. She almost died, and she needed a heart transplant. In the movie, we find out that Henry Golding's character is the one who... Henry Golding died. We all, I think we all guessed that early on. But the big twist is that the heart she received is his. So last Christmas, Henry Golding literally gave Amelia Clark his heart. <laughs> and therefore, they were destined to fall in love. And w- let me tell you, when I saw this in the theater, I was with a bunch of other people in the screening. And when, she, when that montage happened, there was an audible gasp and then a laugh. Oh, wow. And I don't think that was intentional. <laughs> I will admit there was not a laugh. I do think people at the theater were surprised. Um, I think a lot of people go into this film assuming that Amelia Clark's character either is dead or has had, you know, the twist is on her character and not that Henry Golding was dead. So you're very astute at watching the trailer. So I think some people were shocked in the theater. Um, I did not hear any laughter, though. Uh, but, but yeah, there is like a montage scene where you suddenly realize... She thinks she's been hanging out with this guy. Um, and then, you know, she does kind of confront him and say, you're never around when I look for you. And it turns out he's literally been ghosting her because he is a ghost, kind of, spirit, heart, spirit. Yeah, well, <laughs> well, there's a debate. Like, is he a ghost or is she just seeing this man in her head? But I tend to lean towards ghost because, you know, he says... He says to her, you know, you have a piece of my heart. That's why we're connected. So I thought that was basically confirming that, yes, I am dead. I'm a spirit. You didn't make this up. We were actually in love. I just can't be there for you in the way you need me to. I agree. Yeah, it's presented that she's sort of been seeing things the whole time. So the question is, you know, does she feel his presence because his heart is within her? Or is he truly a like a a ghost, a phantom that you can see around her. I mean, I watch a lot of holiday movies and it's not my first rodeo with a ghost in one of these. <laughs> so so I erred on the side of he's got to be a ghost. Yeah, of course. And a uh, hot ghost, you know, that's like a requirement for Christmas movies. Yes. The ghosts are always so hot. What's up with that? <laughs> like, I'm, can I be haunted by this? Like, why is no ghost <laughs> visiting me trying to, you know, help me become my best self? Where you at, Henry? (laughs) It's true. It's so sad. And, you know, so you find out they they can't be together. What they had was just the fact that he, you know, helped her get her life back on track. And he will still always be with her because his heart is physically in her body. Um, But we won't see that romance develop. And again, it just I felt like I hadn't seen enough of that romance. I think it could have hit a bit harder. Um, the heartbreaking sense of it because there was just the promise of a romance. I feel like she wanted to hang out with him more, but he was kind of spacey and not always around and telling her to look up all the time, which I guess was cute. Um, but I just wanted to see more time of them together. It The blow didn't hit as hard because they didn't really have that love affair. Just the promise of one. No, it was like a sweet friendship with, uh, you know, romance hinted. Because even when she tried to will sleep with him <laughs> and then he's like no no <laughs> no no we're gonna sit here we're gonna cuddle and kiss and we're gonna take it slow which is very rude if you think about it because like he knew he they do not have that much time together so why is he saying oh i'm gonna take this slow and sort of lead her on if if, if he's not gonna 
to be there for her. Yeah, I, you know, I think she kind of got led on a little bit in the movie thinking there was more to it. Um, and then when, you know, we, we find out the truth about him, she just at this point has kind of got gotten her life pretty much back on track. She's drinking less. She's made up with her family. She has organized a talent show reception kind of thing at, at the local homeless shelter. Um, and then the ending is very love, actually, which is a giant Christmas concert at the homeless shelter with everyone around them watching her perform. Um, and she's been trying to get her voice back. She loves singing and she can finally sing and perform George Michael. And it's a big happy ending, um, which was a very cute scene. I mean, people love a good Christmas pageant. Um, Beyond the Christmas pageant and her working in the Christmas shop, I would have just liked more overall Christmas vibes um, because I think it's set at Christmas, but doesn't necessarily do the Christmas things you want to see. Like, you know, them like sledding together or something. (laughs) or baking cookies um but we do get that big you know it's difficult to not have a smile on your face at the end when everyone has a sing-along so did that give you the feels <laughs> i mean it gave me some feels like they did do some christmas thing things together like when they were decorating the tree at the christmas shop so we had those little moments but like in terms of an overall like holiday christmas feel no i didn't really get that as much yeah, I really, I did think this movie was cute, so I don't want to see hu- seem hugely down on it. But to me, you know, it is not, it does not reach the heights of love, actually. It is one bite-sized story. Perhaps we could have had a love, actually, of multiple ghost timelines. I don't know. But to me, I didn't, just what we saw with them, I just didn't get enough of the, the love story that I don't think this will be an annual rewatch, even though, you know, it, Mostly, I just walked away wanting to stream George Michael, and I wish I'd seen more Dreamy Henry Golding. Yeah, this is a beautiful tribute to George Michael. Um, I would call this more of a George Michael film than a holiday film. Yeah. (laughs) But it's really cute. And also, I have a very big question about this timeline, because, okay, so last Christmas, she nearly died, she received his heart. So why did she all of a sudden start seeing his ghost this year, or this Christmas? I, maybe he just comes around in December at Christmas time, perhaps, you know, Is he a polar yeah. <laughs> ghost, ghost timelines are weird. Um, you know, a lot of people know the classic Netflix. Uh, if you're on Netflix and you're looking at their five seasonal offerings that are there year round, I think the spirit of Christmas, um, which is supposed to be an old-timey ghost, but he's just a hipster. Um, I think he comes around every December or something (laughs) is the recurring, like, that's when he reappears as seasonally. But it's a good question. I don't don't know where he's been. If he's just been, you know, because she had a long downfall during that year and he didn't show up until she'd essentially hit rock bottom to come clean her up and help her out. Oh, so he's kind of like her sponsor. Just like, hey, you've reached this point. Time to jump in. Yeah, and help maybe you out. maybe guardian angel, even someone who's looking after her and helping her. There's yeah, a- you know, I did, I did get like you know Denzel Washington in the Preacher's Wife. Yes, I got those vibes from him, and that's part of what made me think he was possibly dead. You know, he's too good to be true. Always disappearing. Conveniently, never has a phone on him. <laughs> So, yeah, he had to be dead. He's either a ghost or someone you met on Tinder. Either way, 
<laughs> just <laughs> drops by when he wants to, not always present. Um, I guess really one of the giveaways too could be always wearing the same outfit. Um, but yeah, there. I think a lot of people probably figured this twist out early into the movie. Yeah, that was very, not hard to spot, but doesn't ruin the movie for me. I still think it's a really cute, sweet holiday flick. And a bonus, if you love George Michael, it's a jam. Well, now that you've summarized it up for us, actually, we rate every movie between one and five on the show, Keisha. So, And usually we personalize it. So based on the playlist of this movie, let's go with between one and five George Michael jams. How would you rate Last Christmas? One being bad yeah. and five being great. <laughs> I'm going to give it three George Michael jams. Like, it's it's good. It's fun. But I need more romance. Absolutely. Yeah, we, we wanted more romance out of this movie. Again, I don't want to say anything bad about Emma Thompson, but didn't love that part. Um, even though she's a treasure. Again, I love her. I wanted to see more of the two falling in love and some Christmassy activities and less like trying to clean herself up at Christmas because though that's, you know, an a drama and an important thing to see, you know, it doesn't give me the Christmas feels. This isn't something I'm going to stream while trimming the tree. Um, having said that, ice skating, elf costumes, Henry Golding alone. I'm going to go ahead and Should give I this a go? <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and give this a 5 out of 5 George Michael songs <laughs> is how I'm rating Last Christmas because if you if anything you can just crush on your favorite people and write in what the rest of the movie could have been in your head after watching it. <laughs> You can write your own fanfic. Absolutely. Oh, I would love to read the fanfic for this movie. Please send me links on Twitter, everybody, if it's out there. And thank you for joining me, Keisha. We're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be right back to chat with actress Tatiana Ali about her new Lifetime movie, Christmas Hotel, right after this. Should you ever set foot outside of the hotel, you will be shot. Don't miss the new Showtime limited series based on the international bestseller. For the last four years, I've been a prisoner. Why are they keeping you here? Starring Emmy Award winner Ewan McGregor. This is the brave new world that you dreamt of. Be very careful. You are still a prisoner here. Everything in this new world comes at cost. This is still my country. A Gentleman in Moscow. Now streaming on Paramount Plus. Only with the Paramount Plus with Showtime plan. Today, I am joined by Tatiana Ali, an actress, singer, and activist. You know her from her iconic role as Ashley Banks on The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, and she has quite a few holiday movies under her belt as well, including Lifetime's Jingle Bell and Wrapped Up in Christmas, as well as Hallmark's Christmas Everlasting. And you can see her this holiday season in a new Lifetime movie, Christmas Hotel, which premieres on the network on Saturday, December 21st at 8 p.m. Eastern. Tatiana, thank you so much for joining us on the show. Thanks for having me. Can you tell our fans a little bit about Christmas Hotel? I know that uh, a lot of our fans have seen your holiday work before, and in this one you play a go-getter <laughs> from a huge hotel chain who's heading back to her hometown. Yeah, um, my character, Erin uh, Roberts, is she's she's a go-getter. She lives in New York City and works for a big hotel um, company. And... Um, you know, her dream is to open up their new Rome location. And um, instead of being given that role, she is uh, given, uh, I don't want to say the opportunity because she doesn't see it that way. <laughs> um, 
but she's uh, she's told to you know that they want to actually open up a hotel in her hometown. Um, of course, she ends up uh, she ends up seeing her family. Um, she also ends up reuniting with a with a uh, a long lost love. You know, someone she had a crush with when she was a kid, uh, played by Sean Patrick Thomas, and um, yeah. You know, um, that's that's pretty much the, the plot. She ends up, um, the town that she's from, Garland Grove, is a town that just celebrates Christmas all year round. It's a town that's really adorable. Yeah, especially with that <laughs> name. I get it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so uh, she kind of finds a marketing uh, kind of ploy to have the townspeople accept this huge kind of corporate um, hotel that's about to open up in their very small town. And that is, you know, the idea she comes up with is, you know, making it a Christmas hotel, a hotel that's, that's Christmas themed all year long. So it fits in perfectly with the, uh, with the town. And then she ends up really like kind of regaining, you know, her Christmas spirit and a sense of self and really taking pride in her hometown and, and understanding like the, the, its virtues. And this shoot for you is a little bit more wintry, right, than some of your past ones. I know sometimes you've shot holiday movies where you might be sweating in 90 degree heat. <laughs> but what was the experience for Christmas Hotel like for you? Uh, it was um, Utah. It, we had little snow for a lot of the shoot. Um, it actually got really cold, uh, like to 12 and 14 degrees. Um and it was great because, you know, part of the reason why we were able to shoot it, or we did shoot it so late was because um, I have a, a two and a half month old, almost three month old. And um, so, you know, they they kind of pushed the shoot back so that I would be able to do it, which is a real blessing. That's so nice. And I know you have a few yeah. little ones at home. What kind of winter traditions are you introducing now that you're a mom? Well, my very first, my, my oldest, he, you know, this was, he experienced snow for the very first time on this shoot in Utah. So um, that was really special. We usually, I mean, we live in California, so um, it's not so much winter tradition, it's just holiday tradition. Um, my mom has had us dress up in the same PJs, kids, and as we've grown up, we kind of still have to do it, but now with my kids, it's really fun, actually. So our husbands get involved, and just every all, um, we spend Christmas Eve together, and, uh, you know, my mom does a Christmas breakfast, and we all just stay in our PJs and just really have, a, like, a good time, just enjoy being together, you know, without having to worry about anything else going on with work or anything else. And that's so nice that you got to see snow already this season for this shoot. So just so fans know. know, when you're watching the actors, we're legitimately cold while shooting these snowy scenes. It's not Hollywood magic. <laughs> yeah, not this time. And, and you know, when you see kind of like the, the, the air, you know, the fog coming out of our mouths in the air, a lot of times I've done these movies and they, you know, they add that in. They CGI it um, for effect. This, this is real. That's amazing. If anything, they'll have to kind of tone it down. <laughs> I know you got to do some singing uh, when you were in Jingle Bell. Will anyone be hearing some caroling from you in this new movie? 
no, not this one. Like I said, I was like, I was like just two months postpartum. So I, I, you know, even if it's a theme song, I, I usually jump at the chance to be able to sing. But this time, um, I was just happy that I was able to work at all, actually. Yeah. Um, are there any favorite moments that you've had um, because you have a few holiday films under your belt, you know, snowball fight yeah. montages, baking cookies? What were you most excited to get to do in Christmas Hotel that's just super seasonal? Uh, let me think. Um, you know, one of my favorite uh, uh, shoot days was, it was actually the coldest and probably weather-wise it was definitely the most brutal but i'd never been to um a place like this before we we actually shot at a christmas tree farm and it was very very cold that day um but it was just awesome you know we were in utah surrounded by these beautiful majestic mountains on an actual christmas tree farm and i've never experienced that usually you know i buy my christmas trees from the store Mm -hmm. (laughs) like everyone else but um this was an authentic farm and, you know, kind of forest of, of just beautiful Christmas trees. I loved that. That was really fun. And you have, uh, you've worked with some really amazing co-stars with all of your holiday films, which is so exciting to see. Can you tell us about um, what the cast was like working on this film together and how you all came together to, to do Christmas Hotel? Yeah, we had a wonderful time. Um, I mentioned Sean pa- Patrick Thomas. He's He's, uh, you know, someone I had a, my character had a crush on uh, in school. And I think I, a know, lot of fans in, have in crushes on too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Had a crush on him growing up. And, and he is actually kind of like the leader of the town resistance movement against this hotel. So they definitely, you know, they have competing interests, which made it a lot of fun. And he's just like a really wonderful actor and lovely person. So we had a good time. And then um, Telma Hopkins. I got to work with her for the first time. I've I've always wanted to. Um, she played my mom. Um, um, William Allen Young played my father. Uh, who else? Who else? It's a really good cast. Um, oh my gosh, Cheryl Lee Ralph plays uh, my coworker. Um, just an awesome cast. And then Marla Sokoloff, who actually starred in um, a Lifetime film that just you know, just aired a, a week ago this in this season. She actually is directing. It's her um, first time directing for Lifetime. And, and so that was really cool, too. Oh, that's so awesome. And so, Tatiana, you've done a few holiday movies now. Is there something you haven't had the chance to do yet in a film like Christmas Hotel that you hope to do in a future holiday movie? I would love it. I would love to do a holiday film that actually like was a musical. Ooh, All the way yeah. through. <laughs> I know. I think it would be so much fun. Um, I think it would be so much fun. So yeah, that's I'll I'll, I'll put that out there <laughs> into the universe. We want to see a Tatiana Ali Christmas musical in the future. Which, speaking of, I do have a question for you. As fans know, uh-huh. you are also a musician. Um, could there ever be a holiday album in the future? Is that something that's on your radar? Oh, I would love, that's something I would love to do. I don't have plans to do it, but, like, girl, if I keep doing these movies, I think Lindsay wants to do four. I've already recorded four, so mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> there might be, like, you know, I don't know, a lot could put it out, but, um, yeah, we're, like, halfway there. <laughs> All right, we're putting it out into the universe. Christmas musical? 
and Christmas album. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We have a little bit of a Christmas tradition rapid fire round. I wanted to throw a couple holiday questions at you. No pressure, super low pressure, but just to see what some of your, the things you love around the holidays are for fans. So uh, just to start, if you're reaching for one of these things this holiday season, what is your go-to? Sugar cookies, gingerbread cookies, or snickerdoodle cookies? Sugar cookies. Good answer. As I said, there's no right or wrong, but you answered right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And which of these holiday activities sounds like something you'd want to do with the family? Christmas caroling, building a snowman, or ice skating? Oh. Building a snowman. Now, as much as I love singing, staying out in the cold of other people's houses, (laughs) 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 I'd much rather be active. No, yeah. Um, yeah, building a snowman. Perfect. I think that's so fun. And up next, this will help influence what I wear to my company holiday party this year, Christmas fashion. If you get invited to a holiday party, are you wearing a beautiful sequined red seasonal dress, a festive ugly sweater, or a costume like Mrs. Claus or an elf? Oh, that's a good question. Let me see. <laughs> oh, gosh. I mean, does it have to be a dress? I'm really into, like, the grown woman onesie. Oh, I love it. Yeah, I mean, this is your question. You can make it what you want it. <laughs> Good answer. Yeah, I feel like that's, I feel like that's my go-to, I, especially for a holiday party. I want to be comfortable because I really want to have fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess I'm, I don't know. I might be more of an ugly sweater girl, honestly. Very nice. Of those three choices. You'll fit in. They're, po- really they're, they're ugly. They're kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. I think when people say ugly, it kind of means festive, right? I mean, they're not they're not ugly. Yeah, exactly. They're just over the top. <laughs> exactly. Why and be I anything love, like, less than extra? I love extra. when they're audible. <laughs> I love when they have like little bells or something that make, like, make noise. Yeah, that people hear you're coming. <laughs> this last one's <laughs> open-ended for you. I know we talked a little bit about Christmas musical and also some of your Christmas songs before. Uh, do you have an all-time holiday jam you listen to every season? I know I have my answer, but I want to see what yours is. You know what? What album I love? I love CeeLo Green's Christmas album. Nice. Any specific yeah, songs that that stand out the most? Um, uh, let me think. Let me think. Uh, uh yes. This Christmas. Christmas. Yeah, Tatiana, I knew we'd be friends because that is my go-to. <laughs> Maybe I said really? this. Yeah, Do- but Donnie Hathaway, oh goodness, that's when it's Christmas. <laughs> we're a holiday so Check out the CeeLo Green version of that song. It's so, it's like modern and classic at the same time. And he has such like a dope voice. It's really, it, it gets me in the mood. Oh, I love it. Sure. I haven't heard his rendition. I'm going to have to listen. And you know, it's like one of the few holiday songs that's like for adults, you know? It's like a nice... Yeah. <laughs> That's a fun one. All right. I love that answer. You won. (laughs) Holiday rapid fire. (laughs) Thank you you very much. All right. Well, before we let you go, is there anything else you want fans to know about Christmas Hotel coming up on Lifetime later this season? Um, let's see. Oh my gosh. We had a we had like we had so much fun making it. The whole cast and crew and I just hope everybody enjoys it. And I'm just really honored to to you know, be a part of like everyone's holiday season. Like and to have been doing these lifetime movies for the last few years. It's really it's it's like it makes my year, truly. So I hope everybody really like gets a kick out of it. 
Thank you so much. And we always look forward to watching you in something new every season. I know I'm excited to stream. So guys, don't forget, watch Tatiana Ali in Christmas Hotel, which premieres on the Lifetime Network Saturday, December 21st at 8 p.m. Eastern. Thank you so much for joining us, Tatiana. Thank you. All right. Happy holidays. Yes, happy holidays. And thank you again to Keisha Hatchett, to Tatiana Ali, and to all of you for joining us for All I Want for Christmas is this podcast. We will be back in your podcast feed this Thursday with an all-new episode to talk about Lifetime's Radio Christmas. Please subscribe to follow the show on Apple Podcasts or wherever you stream your podcasts. And you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at All I Want Pod to see what we're streaming next. Until then, happy holidays. Exclusively on Paramount Plus. Get ready Vamanos. to explore like never before. Swiper knows swiping. Oh man! Swing into action. We need your help. Yay! With a girl who put adventure <laughs> on the map. I don't think I can do it, Dora. I'll protect you, Boots. Together, we've got this. Todos juntos. Yeah! Dora, the brand new series. Stream with your family now. Exclusively on Paramount Plus.